afternoon and welcome in to Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. I'm Chris Yao, he's Maurice Patton, and we are excited to come to you from the Lee Company studio here in Columbia. What a great day. We have a, a fantastic afternoon planned, talking a lot of sports. It's going to be a lot of fun, huh? Yeah, we got a lot going on today. Um, looking forward to it, actually. Um, Coach's Corner, we're going to bring in Will Kreisky. Talk a little Riverdale football and Battle of the Borough postseason style. As, as the Warriors get ready to host Oakland. That's right. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Talking to Will and getting his thoughts on what, you know, what's going on in, 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 in the playoffs and getting a chance to host his crosstown rivals in the playoffs, which doesn't happen very often. Right. So it should be fun. Uh, we'll also talk with Murray County Public Schools uh, Athletics Director, Director of Nursing. Uh, he's got about four ties. Yeah, but there's only one that we're really concerned with. <laughs> so, but well, I, I don't know. We we have we have had some injury questions of late. Who knows? <laughs> but but yeah, uh, Chris Pointer is going to join us and talk a little bit about a special event that's happening here in Columbia tomorrow. We'll also visit, of course, with Terry McCormick at the top of the hour for our top of the hour Titans report. All of that coming your way. Baseball to talk about here in just a few moments. Two big announcements today, and I, I wonder if one wasn't because of the other. Uh, we'll, also, we'll also talk college football, a couple of, of newsworthy items mm -hmm. today, so... All of that, and of course, our picks, high school football picks coming up later in the show. So, Of course, our picks. Yeah. Stick wouldn't, around. Wouldn't want to forget those. No, no. Stick around. It's going to be fun. Right now, we're going to get you yesterday's results and today's schedule. We do that on The Rundown. This is The Rundown. The Thursday Rundown is brought to you by Mockingbird Title and Escrow, an attorney-owned and operated full-service title company in Middle Tennessee that will get your deals closed without worry and fuss, a family business that offers the highest level of expertise in the industry when it comes to closing and funding your real estate transactions. Consider them part of your team. Call 615-274-8698 or visit MockingbirdTitleTN.com today. Girls basketball last night, McGavick takes down Knowledge Academy 71-3. to In boys' action, it was Knowledge Academy's getting McGavick back. 48-42, the win there. And in college basketball, a really good night for Middle Tennessee. Tennessee State goes to Portland, gets a 75-65 win. Trevecca downs Tennessee Wesleyan 76-69. Belmont women, a 75-67 win over Wichita State. Vanderbilt women, a 77-74 winner over Western Kentucky. And Trevecca, the Lady Trojans, go to Huntsville, get a 60-57 win over the Lady Chargers. Ten points in that one from Jesse Jennings, by the way, to lead the Lady Chargers. Kind of. There were three players for UAH with ten. So <laughs> she was she was among the three leaders. She can play. College football action last night. Miami of Ohio 23, Buffalo 10. Buffalo almost covered, but they fumbled at the one-yard line and went out of the back of the end zone. And too bad, so sad for you <laughs> Buffalo betters. 
Ohio down Central Michigan, 34 to 20. Also in junior college basketball last night, Columbia State's women lost to Jackson State, 87-78. The men avenged that in a big way, winning 107 to 73. 17 players scored for the Chargers. 117? You didn't know you had 17 players on the team. They had 21. That's a lot. Well, they dressed 21. They got more than that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, high school basketball tonight. These are all double headers, all beginning at 6. Providence Christian travels to Brentwood Academy. Oakland coming to Columbia Central. Eagle Bowl taking on visiting Richland. It's Franklin Road Academy at Ezell Harding. Knowlesville is at Fairview. Father Ryan hosts Dixon County. Friendship Christian takes on visiting Red Borley Frank. Comes to Giles County. Clarkville is at Green Hill. Martin Luther King is at Hillsboro. Hunters Lane takes on visiting station camp. Mount Juliet is at Independence. Nashville Christian is at Overton. Riverdale goes to Kenwood. Hendersonville is at Kirkwood. Rogers of Alabama comes north to take on Lawrence County. Columbia Academy is at Lincoln County. Glencliff goes to Macon County. Rockvale hosts Ravenwood. Gallatin's at Siegel. White House Heritage goes to Springfield. And Smyrna is at Valor Collegiate. Again, all of those are 6 o'clock starts. All of those are doubleheaders with the girls playing first. Girls basketball tonight. Centennial is at Spring Hill at 6. Summit hosting Harpeth Hall at 7. I figure they could have maybe combined that and made doubleheaders. That would have been fun. Anyway, they didn't, so go to one or the other. And then 11 is at Bradley Central, and I don't know what time that one is. Boys are action only, I guess. Let's see. Davidson Academy is at Grace Franklin at 7.30 tonight. Men's basketball. UT Southern uh, will follow the women at Middle, Ten at Middle Georgia State. Sorry, Middle Georgia State. That was, uh, that, that was, Who knew? Well, it, it was just kind of mm -hmm. muscle memory to say Tennessee exactly. there. UT Southern at Middle Georgia State. Women at 4.30, men at 6.30 Central Time. Welch College women are at Cumberland at 5.30 tonight. So you can go to Lebanon and check that one out. College football on the tube on ESPN at 6 o'clock. Pitt welcomes Boston College. And NFL action is Thursday Night Football on Amazon Prime at 7.15. The Ravens. We'll play host to the Bengals, and that's your rundown. Top story brought to you, as always, our friends at Piggly Wiggly. The big pig. The big pig in Neely's Mill Shopping Center here in Columbia. Again, make sure to go check them out if you need Lunch, they got meat and vegetables and cobbler. If you need hand cut meats, they do that fresh daily. If you need produce, anything else, all cost plus 10 at the register. Again, Neely's Mill Shopping Center here in Columbia. That's Piggly Wiggly. We'll start with the first news of the day, Mo. And unsurprising fashion, <laughs> the Major League Baseball owners unanimously approved the athletics organization to move from Oakland to Las Vegas. Wow. Wow, indeed. Mm -hmm. And 
I mean, obviously we knew it was coming. This was not going to be a surprise. Here's the big problem. Mm -hmm. don't play. <laughs> well, an even bigger issue than that is that they actually have one more year on their lease in Oakland. Good luck with that. Exactly. So, uh, I mean, play, folks are already planning protests in the parking lot. Protests and boycotts. Protests and boycotts. Why? Why would you even play? Just move. You can't. You cannot play. In Oakland? In Oakland year. in 2024. I don't know that you can play anywhere else. I mean, Las Vegas has a team. For now. Well, yeah, I mean, I, but I mean, if they've got a team now, they got a team in 25. I don't know where you move that team for next year. The, I mean, I don't think the A's can play in Vegas next year. Now, I have seen that they're going to play, they're going to kind of be nomads. I think they're supposed to play some games at Oracle in San Francisco. I was going to say, they, the, what I think is going to end up happening is they're just going to play a bunch of games in a bunch of different places. And here, this is not a terrible idea. Imagine minor league ballparks across the country getting a random A's series. Nashville, you want to you wanna see Major League Baseball come to Nashville? Come support this one. The athletics are coming to town. Mm. It's not a terrible idea. I mean, it's terrible well, for their players because they would it, never be home. It's absolutely terrible for their players. Playing but 162 what, games all on the road. Yeah. What option do you have? You know, and, and I, I think I tweet, texted this to you. So glad Tony Kemp is a free agent this year. Yeah, I don't think he'll be re-signing with the Athletics. He, he, would, he would be more likely to sign with the independent team in Jackson, Tennessee, than to sign with the Oakland Athletics at this point. This is, I mean, we're, I think a lot more questions have been raised than answered. Oh, yeah. There are no answers right now. I mean, even if they play in Oakland, and they're going to have to play some games in Oakland. They just are. They can't play 162 on the road. Can't be done. But. But you've still got a lease as well. you got to pay for it no matter what. You got to pay to play eighty-one games there, whether you play eighty-one games there or not. You have you are contracted eighty-one times to pay for rent. So you're going to have to pay to play eighty-one games there, and then X number of games somewhere else. Major League Baseball is not going to like. Television is going to look terrible. It's if there's anywhere that you can move the Las Vegas AAA team, you have to. You have to. I mean, there are a lot of there are a lot of places that lost their their their, their minor league teams. You're gonna have to. They got to play in Vegas. They've got to. And they got to start renoing right now. Now, at least 
the Las Vegas Aviators are Oakland's AAA affiliate. They are the exactly. So, that, so that's how that they get away with this. So I mean that helps because you don't have to deal with a major Another league team. team saying, "Oh hell no, you're not taking our Correct. team out of here." Correct. It's their team. And that's always been kind of the 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 positive in this situation is that they do have kind of final say so on where they play. Mm. This is going to be a mess. Can they and, play? And it's going to be a mess for five years. Can they play in Four, Iowa? Five? Where at Dyerville? Yeah. Dyer, that Field of Dreams? Mm-hmm. They renovated it. Well, I guess that's what they're saying in Vegas. Omaha? If you build it. They've got a team too, though, don't they? Don't they? They have a team that plays outside of Omaha. The the stadium so, where the College World Series is played, Creighton plays its home games there, right. I think. But they TD don't have Ameritage. a minor league. Yeah, but they don't have a minor league team in it. Maybe that's maybe that's an option. The Omaha A's. I mean, literally, this is the weirdest thing that I think I've ever seen. A team relocating without having a place to go. The weirdest thing you've ever seen in Major League Baseball because it happened here in football. That's true. It did. But at least they had an idea of what they were going to do. Yeah. Yeah, because... And maybe it, they do. Maybe Oakland, maybe Oakland's front office has already figured this out. They're going to move the, you know, they're going to move the fifty ones or whatever. Aviators. That's right. Reno's the. Is Reno the fifty ones? They used to be the Las Vegas fifty ones. Why? I think Reno is the Aces. Okay, that that makes sense. Well, but it's a little confusing. It is a little, but so, the, maybe they've already figured out that, that Vegas is going to move and play yeah, somewhere I, I, else. I and, really feel like if they had figured it out, they, they would have announced it. it. Because they are getting crushed, yeah, for so many different reasons. This just being one of them, yeah. Cooked. <laughs> they are getting cooked. They are actually absolutely getting cooked. So, well, that was the first bit of news that we got from Major League Baseball this morning. <laughs> sort of under the radar, as expected. Rob Manfred announced with, with very little fanfare, fanfare. perhaps that, perhaps none. <laughs> That the uh, the city of or I'm sorry the Atlanta mm. market will host the 2025 Major League Baseball All Star Game. Cobb County will host Major League Baseball. The Bra- at Braves Truest Park, yeah. and the Braves put out a little, you know, statement, and Manfred just kind of said it. It was it was it was kind of like oh by the way. This is happening. I, I don't know which one they did because of the other. I don't know if they put the Braves All-Star Game out to try and take a little bit of heat off the A's or if they announced the A's this morning so that when they announced the All-Star Game, there was going to be less hate there. I don't know. I'm real interested to know what they just put both of them out to say, well, they can't hate everything, right? <laughs> You underestimate. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. So it's, but I mean, largely, I mean, for Braves country, obviously, largely accepted. 
yeah, but you're still going to hear about we should have had it four years ago, blah, 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 blah. So. But, yeah, I mean, should have never taken it away, and that's what you're going to hear, and this, that, and the other. But at this point, just be glad you got it it's, because, it's of the, because of the four cities or the four areas that were being considered, the, the Atlanta Braves have hosted the All-Star Game most recently. That's right. So be glad you got it. The other three had hosted almost consecutively. Mm -hmm. <laughs> not the other three had hosted in a four-year period. Yeah, it was, it was nearly 30 years 90, ago. 90, 91, and 93. I think that's what we decided. The Cubs in 90. 89, 90, and 92, okay. I believe. Yeah. Either way, it was, it was that era. Mm -hmm. And and they it was Baltimore in one year, Cubs in another. And, and Toronto. Toronto in like 92. It was crazy. But, uh, yeah, it's, it, it is great that Atlanta is going get to get to host it and looking forward to hopefully, uh, you know, a, a great weekend or a week of experience and, and you know, with and a bunch of guys on the team that would be ideal yeah. um yeah so major league baseball a lot going on right now baseball chatter in november we've talked a lot of baseball hot stove are you Cy young award winners were announced yesterday. that's well the Cy young award winners were announced garrett cole unanimous mm -hmm. And I don't, it's funny because I don't think that it was like supposed to be unanimous. Like it wasn't like he was just so dominant that you couldn't vote for anybody else. And just, I think it was a just so happened that everybody voted for Garrett Cole number one. I don't, 15 and four with an AL leading 263 ERA. No, oh, yeah. For people was, that care about that. Well, he was, he was great. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying, like, I don't think that he was just, he was a, oh, this guy's unanimous, Cy Young. There's sure. no question about it. He's the guy. Right. It was just a. It just kind of wound up that yeah. way. Yeah. Well, I mean, he got all 30 first place votes. Like, that's unanimous. Sonny Gray was second. That's what I'm saying. I think Sonny Gray could have been, could have gotten a couple of first place votes here and there. Easily, yeah. But it just so happened that he didn't. Did you see who was third? I, I did not. Does the name Kevin Gossman ring oh, a bell? Oh, dear God. Jeez. That blows my mind. It's amazing. He was good everywhere but here. And he wasn't bad in Atlanta. He just wasn't ex He wasn't what they expected when they got him from Baltimore. He was bad. He was good. It was a midseason trade that brought him. Immediately after the trade, he was decent. The next year... He was cooked. No, yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. He was, he was, he was pretty decent when he got here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But the next year, he was. Ooh. Yeah. Anyway, would not have expected him to be a Cy Young Award vote getter, let alone third. Yeah, had a two eight seven ERA in Atlanta in eighteen. Oh, in but in nineteen. But in nineteen. Had a six one nine in sixteen appearances. I mean, That's it was not good. It was like a completely and totally different person. Now, I want to say in the postseason in eighteen, didn't he 
he pitched one game and was terrible. Two innings, two earned runs, gave up a two-run homer, and yeah, wasn't mm-hmm. great. Yeah. So anyway, it just it, Kevin Gossman, man. Yeah, um, Blake Snell in the National League. Not surprised there at all. Really expecting and was not expecting anybody else necessarily. His second. His second Cy Young. Mm-hmm. 14 and 9 but for the Padres. But, you know, wins don't matter either. They don't. No, it's With an MLB leading 225 ERA, ERAs don't matter. Pitched 180 innings. Fewest hits per nine. Led the majors in walks. The third saw young winner to lead his league in walks First in almost 60 years. Joins Gaylord Perry, Pedro Martinez, Randy Johnson, Roger Clemens, Roy Halliday, and Max Scherzer as players to win Cy Young in each league. Okay. That's, that's a list. Yeah, it is. It's a list you want to be on. I think there, there are worse lists <laughs> to be on. There's no doubt there. Tonight, of course, we'll get the Major League Baseball MVP awards. Okay, so here, here. As someone said on a social media platform, if Garrett Cole can be the unanimous American League Cy Young Award winner, why would Ronald Acuna Jr. not be? the unanimous National League MVP. As I responded to probably that same post that you are looking at is, you know better. Because it's very simple. The Los Angeles Dodgers have two finalists. That's, that's why. And there's at least one person who's definitely not voting for Ronald Acuna Jr. Well, um, assuming he has vote. Well, I don't know if he does or not. That's a good question. I don't don't know who the voters are necessarily. Mm -hmm. But yes, Ronald Acuna Jr. should be, but he won't be. And you know better to even think that. (laughs) So I'm just looking at his performance. Hey, look, I I get it. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying you know better. You know he's not going to be, so don't even think about it. Mm. Just don't even act like it's an eat seat and a thought in your mind. And if he is, we'll celebrate as if, you know, it's a big surprise because it will be. <laughs> <laughs> no surprise, though, in the next segment. We'll talk with Will Kreisky on Coach's Corner. It's going to be a lot of fun. Stick around with us here on Main Street Sports Day. Presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We'll be back after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net.
Custom Stone Handler supplies over 600 distributors and suppliers with quality stone products. Along with River Stone, we produce and distribute over 100 building, landscape, and other bulk products. Our goal is to provide quality products, service, and partnerships to ensure our customers' success. We firmly believe that the measure of any person or company is how they treat other people and customers. Give them a call at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Mockingbird Title and Escrow is an attorney-owned and operated full-service title company in Middle Tennessee. We get your deals closed without worry and fuss. We're a family business that offers the highest level of expertise in our industry when it comes to closing and funding your real estate transactions. And it's it's a job I really love. Uh, I'm passionate about this. I'm enthusiastic about this. I like to think we're pretty well-rounded and can deal with a wide range of, of needs and a wide range of clients. Call 615-274-8698 today. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. Piggly Wiggly, located in Neely's Mill Shopping Center, is Columbia's locally owned and operated cost plus 10 grocery store dedicated to serving the community with low prices and smiling faces. Piggly Wiggly offers fresh, hand-cut meats daily as well as daily hot plate lunches from their deli counter. You're certain to see smiling faces and a helping hand when you're here at Piggly Wiggly. Come by and check out our fresh produce, high-quality meats, and more. Down home, down the street, we'll see you at the Pig. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service, and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome to Ken Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Chris Yao. Mo Patton, preps Thursday, getting you ready for high school football playoff. Playoffs? Playoffs. That's right. Semifinal action in D2, and all the D2s are just... Yes. Yeah, all the D2s are in semifinals. Winners on Friday will play Thursday in Chattanooga, November 30th, before before December. Mm -hmm. How long? Happens occasionally. Mm-hmm. Does happen this year. Division one teams are in the quarterfinals. Many of them playing region foes. As is our guest today, Coach Will Kreisky joins us to talk about the Riverdale Warriors, the Oakland Patriots, and the Battle of the Borough. What's up, Coach? Hey, how doing? How are you doing, Coach? Man, I'm doing good. I'm ready for Friday at 7 o'clock. Nice to still be playing this time of year, right? Yeah, it is. It beats the alternative. I'm glad we're still headed to the practice field here shortly, ready to get to work. And, you know, it's exciting. It's good for these kids, man. They, they, they've earned this opportunity to play another 48 minutes. You're, you're not reminding your brother that you're still working, are you? <laughs> I've I, I, I passed that through long to my uh, nieces and nephews. <laughs> Thanksgiving might be a little awkward when you're still playing next week, won't it? 
Well, uh, I'll ask him to do all the cooking so I can just show up after practice. Cause, cause, cause you, you'll be busy. I'll, I'll, I'm busy. There you go. Yeah. Matt, Matt I'm yeah, going to so eat you it, the fried it'll, it'll be fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. goodness. Seriously, are you are you getting any work out of him? Is he doing a little, little scouting, a little breakdown for you, anything like that? Well, you know, he uh, – He's staying busy, you know. He's getting his off season going, and everything like that. So he, his son, uh, called me last night and said uh, Oakland was going to win because his daddy used to coach over there. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know what side they're they're, they're pulling for on tomorrow night. Wow, that's a, Thanksgiving may be real interesting. The, the sibling rivalry runs deep. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a tough family to be a part of. <laughs> I'm telling you, coach. Um, 2-2 start to the season, including a loss up at your alma mater, Henry County. Uh, what turned around for y'all coming back from Germantown? You run off what? Eight straight? Yes, sir. You know, you, you know, we set up that schedule this year because we knew we needed to be battle tested. If we wanted to be able to be in this position to play Oakland in the quarterfinals, we knew that we needed to play some really good teams. And, you know, we started the season with Smyrna, Henry County, um, and then, you know, we got Beach and then Germantown. And, and you, look, you look at that, man. Those, those are four really good teams. And uh, I think we grew up, you know, after Germantown, you know, we told the kids, you know, now we're starting region play. We got to come together and we got to be focused. And you, and you got to realize you got to be focused on every little thing you do. You know, because we look, we lost the uh, Henry County game by one point, you know, and then we were up 17 nothing at Germantown. And, uh, you know, and then we come back and we lost by nine. And so that's a really good football team. But, again, we told them we have to focus on every little thing. And every time we're out here on the practice field, we have to be locked in. Uh, and the seniors really bought into that. Keyshawn Williams called them up. I'll never – on a Tuesday practice, before we got ready to play Rockville, Keyshawn called them up, man, and talked to them. And, and it just changed the whole dimension of practice from here on out. And just the after that moment, the kids and the team got closer, and you saw something special building. Again, eight straight victories for the Warriors heading into this quarterfinal matchup with Crosstown Rob Oakland. And seven of those victories, you've scored 40-plus, which I would imagine is as much um, – a credit to the quarterback play that you're getting from Mr. Football semifinalist Braden Graham as anything, but um, you know that's a machine offensively, Coach. Yeah, Co Coach Barnes and the offense are doing a really good job. You know, the offensive line is doing. You know, I mean they're projecting uh, Braden and, and the receivers. Man, we got Jalen catching balls. We got Brock. You know, obviously Brock. You know, Brock Montgomery with almost 1,500 yards receiving, uh, 16 touchdowns. And then you got Keyshawn Williams out there. And then, you know, the other night, uh, two weeks ago against Green Hills, you know, uh, Braden Woodruff stepped up and, and uh, had a, had a uh, great night. Uh, so, you know, all these kids are uh, – Ben Woodruff, I'm sorry. They all have – they all step in. They all fill the roads. It's no selfishness. It's just when it's my time, I'm going to catch the football, get some positive yards, and let's move the sticks. And it's really neat to see. I mean, we don't even hardly talk about our running backs. And, and Dominic Taylor, he's had a great year. You know, he missed – he got hurt against Germantown and missed four weeks and still bounced back and played well. And Isaiah Verser played outstanding while he was gone. So the unselfishness of those guys on the offense is what made us win so many in a row. Coach, and speaking of – uh, um, Braden, 42 touchdowns, just three interceptions. Have you ever seen a, a quarterback throw the ball that often and make so few mistakes? 
No, it's been a, not since I've been at Riverdale. You know, um, you know, Brayton's had an excellent year. He worked extremely hard this offseason. And it's been, you know, really special to see the way him and Coach Barnes and the offense work together and, and what he's done and helped us to have uh, the offensive production. And, you know, to only have three interceptions without many passing attempts we got, that, yeah, like you said, that's pretty impressive. Riverdale coach Will Kreisky joining us here on Coach's Corner on Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Um, you talk about the schedule kind of testing you guys and getting you guys ready and prepared. And again, from that two and two, it, it doesn't look like, I'm not sure how tested you have were other than that open game. I mean, you've, you've just been dominant on both sides of the ball. You talked about the offense, but you've held six, five, six opponents to fewer than two touchdowns. I mean, you're getting it done on that side of the ball as well. Yeah, you know, sometimes the defense does get overshadowed, but they're playing great too. You know, our defensive line has gotten better each and every week. Um, and they took, uh, they took it, you know, personal, you know, when some, some people said, you know, against Germantown, you know, the line didn't play very well. or They got after us up front. And, and those guys came. They didn't, they didn't make excuses. They came and got better. They listened to their coaches, um, and they worked really hard. And they, they've improved every week. You know, Coach Rail does a great job with the defense. And, you know, Traylon Davis has had an, our middle linebacker has an, has an exceptional year. Um, our secondary, you know, we got guys that, that, that can that are playing really fast, you know, like Jalen Thompson and, you know, uh, Odie, Odie out there. He's, he's number nine for us. He is, he's had a great year, and he comes downhill and, and he'll strike you, you know. And Keyshawn Williams is playing good on the, on the corner. But then, he, like you said, we – both of our linebackers, uh, Demarion Smith, he's he's playing well. He keeps improving every week. And Joseph Guzman at, at the end. So all those guys have worked really hard. And the first four weeks, we didn't have Ryan Edmiston, uh, one of our outside backers. And, uh, you know, that's not an excuse. He just wasn't ready to play. He had a high ankle sprain. And when he got better, and you can see the last four weeks, he has played exceptionally well, and just like we expected him to play this year. You know, this is a this is a big game, and it's not it's obviously not hard to get your kids up for it. It's quarterfinals, but it's also your crosstown rivals. You just played them a couple of weeks ago. How do you keep your kids from being, you know, for, to to get that game out of their mind and, and realize that it's zero zero, and what you did then doesn't take doesn't matter on Friday night. Yeah, I think the hardest thing that I had to, that we as a staff had to deal with was the last two weeks. Because as soon as we walked off the field against Oakland, only everybody was talking about was the rematch. Everybody in the media, every every social media post, and every former player at Riverdale and Oakland, all they talked about on social media was the rematch. So the last two weeks, I think it's been the hardest uh, that we've had to keep the kids focused. Um, I was I felt relieved last week after Cookville because the rematch is happening because they made it here. You know, you know how hard it is to win in the playoffs and to play teams and, and Green uh, Green Hills and Cookville are two really good football teams. And I thought our guys did well and, and played well, but again, they had to listen to all that outside noise. And I think, you know, they know they everybody knows what what Oakland's tradition is and what they've done in the past. Uh, so I, kids aren't worried about last time. They know that uh, we came away with one, and that Oakland's going to be re- or Oakland be ready to play. And Coach Creasy's an exceptional coach, and he'll have his guys ready. So we we've got to be prepared. If we're not prepared and not ready to go, or we overlook overlook them, or 
I don't know why we would, but I'm just saying, you know, if we're not ready mentally, that they'll get after us and we'll be uh, taking up our pads and, you know, hanging out at Thanksgiving with the family. Um, Will, you talked about Oakland's tradition. Riverdale has some tradition as well. What's it feel like to kind of get this team back into this Final Eight type mix where they have been so often over the history of this program? Yeah, you know, we played Oakland in, in um, 20 uh, in the quarterfinals. It, it didn't have this feel. Um, coming back off that COVID year, it, it, this feel, I know they had a, a talented and loaded team, and I guess nobody gave us a shot then. But like you said, man, this this time around, the second time being in the quarterfinals with Riverdale, it, it's totally different. I mean, it really, you know, I guess, number one, it being at home. Uh, Riverdale hasn't hosted a quarterfinal game since 2011, uh, so that's huge. Uh, the community, the alumni, my phone, I have to I have to charge my phone, I guess, every hour or so because I've got my phone is I don't know how the the uh, 95 team is has got my number and they're excited and they're fired up and, and they're they're sending out inspirational texts and telling me who they are and like you said it's it's been some untapped territory man these guys around here they're ready to go and and this 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 alumni is going to be fired up Friday night and excited they're excited for these kids and they're like you said they're excited that that this old school feel is back and, and the community is proud of this program the community is proud of, of what these kids have done this year so you're hearing from Corey Carney and Antron Peebles and that one soon. Corey Carney is coming to speak to the team here shortly and, and talk to them and, and give us some motivation. Not sure how much motivation they're going to need. Well, I don't know how much motivation they'll need, but when Corey's done, they'll be ready to play tonight. Yeah, coach, you might so. you might be careful. <laughs> Corey's a good guy, and Corey reached out to me when I got the job, and Corey's been, you know, my guy uh, – since I got the job, and he always checks on us and checks on the program, and there's no better person to come talk to the team. Last time we played Oakland, we had Dylan Woodruff talk to him, and Dylan beat uh, Oakland whenever he was a quarterback, and so this time we're going to bring Corey in to talk to him. Corey was also a quarterback that, that beat Oakland, so, you know, we just kind of bring those guys around and, and let them be a part of the program, and, you know, I think Corey's bringing Fernando Bryant tomorrow night to the game. Fernando's driving up from, from Georgia to come watch his game, so, so like you said, it's these guys are ready to go, and these alumni are fired up. It's going to be a heck of an atmosphere, Coach. And like you said, you guys hosting the quarterfinal for the first time in, in a dozen years. It's Oakland. It's Riverdale. It's Battle of the Borough. You know, hotel, motel. Ain't no place like Riverdale and all that. It, right. um, get there early if you're going. Because, <laughs> uh -huh. I mean, Coach, have you all sold out yet? Not yet. I think they're getting close to being sold out, um, and and uh, so they're getting right there, right there at the number. But yeah, like you said, you better uh, you better get here before right at five o'clock, if not too much later, because you won't find a seat. You know, I think I think your old buddy uh, John Wild might try to might try to sneak up here and, and come watch a game. Actually, I think he's got a ball game tomorrow night, unless he's going to skip uh -oh. out on it. So uh oh, you never know with him. Yeah, you might. He he, he might put an assistant on that one. Yeah. Um, Right. He's something. Uh, Matt yeah. Kreisky. I'm sorry. Oh, Will Kreisky. Yeah. Will Kreisky. Yeah. Will Kreisky. I, know, I know who he is. I just know <laughs> The coach of the still playing Riverdale Warriors. That's right. That's right. Coach's corner. And uh, coach, wish you all the best. Good luck tomorrow night. 
Hey, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having us on. Thank you for promoting this game. Like you said, it probably doesn't need to be promoted too much, but it's going to be a, a really fun atmosphere tomorrow night. And it's, man, it's what high school football is all about, you know, and it's, it's good for these both kids, uh, for both teams to see this and be a part of this atmosphere. It's something that they'll, they'll talk about for many years to come. Absolutely. We appreciate you. Thank you. Yes. Right over there. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna wait just a little bit before giving this statistic. I mean, <laughs> okay. We was trying to figure out how to get off, but uh, the last time Riverdale beat Oakland at home was in 2011. So, was it in that quarterfinal? It was not was in the quarterfinal. The that season? was the regular season. Okay. But feels like. Feels like 2011. Feels like 2011, uh, and I think that's a, you know that that's impressive. And that that you know that year they had a had a great year and ended up losing. They won the game in the semifinals against Oak Ridge at home. So there you go. Okay. How about that? Both their wins since then have been on the road. It's going to be a great football game. Can't wait to keep up with it. We've got some hardware to hand out, Mo, and so I don't have I don't have any uh, graphics today for oh, no. our our hardware, but that's okay. Slacker. Yeah, it is. We can still hand out the Into In Life Team of the Week award. Thanks to our friends at Custom Stone Handlers again. Outside of the military, sports is the Leading, leader, leading, leadership building activity. And of course, they remind you to get in the game at Custom Stone Handlers and CustomStoneHandlers.com. Columbia Academy advanced to the state semifinals. As we said earlier. With a 48 41 <laughs> victory over visiting Jackson Christian. And for doing so, that's Columbia Academy yeah. football, not cross country. Yeah, I don't have graphics for today, Justin. But hey, there good for good for Columbia Academy, uh, cross country and football this and week. football and football this week. Talk and the Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint Athlete of the Week. Talk oh. about a performance <laughs> from said Columbia Academy football team. Monte Baldwin, 41 carries, 41 carries. That's a, a, a number that surprised both Seth Anderson and Monte Baldwin after the game. Didn't feel like 41. Didn't feel like, yeah, that's, I mean, Seth said, that many? Yeah. Yeah, bro, that many. Maybe. But 243 yards and four touchdowns. So. Hey. You can carry it 41 times if you. Well, as 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 Hall of Fame coach Boot Donnelly once said, the ball is not heavy. That's true. It is not that heavy. You can carry it as many times as you want. Or need. Or need. Yeah. And uh, should be interesting to see this weekend and 
I don't think Monte's going to get 41 carries, but if he does, it will be good things. It will mean a good thing for Columbia Academy. If I believe he does. it will. I believe it will. If, if he's carrying it 41 times, that will be a positive for the Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. And they will be on the cusp of making They'll be riding, PSH you know, yeah. uh, team of the week for Yet two again. weeks in a row. <laughs> we'll have graphics next oh, week, probably. Yeah, there we go. But uh, stick around. College football conversations taking place uh, pack two, two pack, two pack has some things to talk about. Jacksonville state and JMU's waivers were ruled on last night for the, for postseason and the big 12 and WWE have announced a partnership. And we'll talk about that as well. Right after this main street sports today, stick around. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. Mockingbird Title and Escrow is an attorney-owned and operated full-service title company in Middle Tennessee. We get your deals closed without worry and fuss. We're a family business that offers the highest level of expertise in our industry when it comes to closing and funding your real estate transactions. And it's it's a job I really love. Uh, I'm passionate about this. I'm enthusiastic about this. I like to think we're pretty well-rounded and can deal with a wide range of, of needs and a wide range of clients. Call 615-274-8698 today. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service, and our ortho-quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtvj.net. Welcome back in Main Street Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao, Mo Patton, and we are just coming up on the top of the hour where we'll have Terry McCormick in the Daily Titans Report and Chris Pointer. That was weird. Let's try this again. Yeah. <laughs> it just, that was really weird. Hey. 
technology is a beautiful thing. And when it works. It works. So, all right, we're back again. Terry McCormick coming at the top of the hour. Chris Pointer talking with us as well right after that. And the high school football picks all still to come. But right now, college football conversation. And let's talk about factual things first. Okay. <laughs> factual things include, number one, Jacksonville State and James Madison's waiver for postseason rights was denied. And again, committees who, who take up these waiver processes are built from member institutions mm -hmm. and athletics directors and presidents from member institutions. So this is not this is not the NCAA's executive director getting in a room with his buddies and saying, no, nah, we're good. These are these are the people who make the rules. It's much like the TWSAA, and they get a lot of grief for a lot of things, but rules are created by the schools. Rules are enforced by the, by, the by, by administrators of the of schools. The schools. Right. That's how this works. So, you know, Jacksonville State, again, applied for the waiver. I don't think, fan-wise, I don't think Jacksonville State fans were too worried about it one way or the other. We go bowling great. We don't go bowling great. Uh, the timing specifically with, you know, with New Mexico State having already been announced as a member, as a, you know, as a team that was going to be in the conference championship and all of those things, uh, it just seemed kind of – because Jacksonville last year was a victim of that. I mean, the A-Sun changed the rules in the middle of the year to not allow them to be the A-Sun champs, meaning right. we had to, you know – Make our own trophies. We did. <laughs> so, so you know, you don't want to. You don't want to change. You don't want to be part of the problem if you have been a victim of the problem, right? So, and 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 have been a beneficiary of the rule. When Bellarmine was ineligible for the NCAA tournament, Jacksonville State, as the regular season champion, okay. went to the NCAA tournament. Hmm. So, JSU folks are just like you know, we're not. We're really not that involved <laughs> we're kind of just on the other side here jmu on the other hand talking about antitrust lawsuits because they're 10 and 0 they got a chance to be 12 and 0 and could play for a conference championship and potentially find themselves in the new year's six bowl right understandably they're upset i think they're going way too far i think they knew the rules i think they signed the the, the contract with said rules mm -hmm. So I don't really know what kind of legal grounds you have to stand on if you knew the rules and agreed to them. Anyway, just throwing that out there. Yeah, I mean. But again, waiver denied. I, I guess they felt like it was worth pursuing given the situation that they were in. Well, I can understand pursuing it. And again, why have a waiver process if you're never going to grant the waivers? Just seems like you just wouldn't even have a process. This seems like we're wasting time. But that's the way I see it. I mean, what are we doing here with a waiver? Why even have a waiver? But it's funny because when we don't have waivers, I say, just make a waiver process. It's not hard. So there you go. But I mean, it's kind of catch 22. It's one, you know. If you have a waiver process, but you never, you know, 
grant any waivers, then it seems silly. But if you don't have a waiver process at all, you don't even give the opportunity of a potential Let's take a look at this. Yeah. So I guess at least they have the potential, whether they're going to do it or not. Mm -hmm. But not this time for JMU or Jack State. The two pack is considering a scheduling alliance with the Mountain West Conference. We're not surprised by this. So they already play half the teams in the conference anyway in non-conference play. But the, the deal may include a future merger because it's just a two-year scheduling deal. They've got two years to work out what the details look like in a merger, and there you go. I think this is the best way forward for Oregon State and Washington State. And in this deal, it actually includes some pretty significant payouts for Mountain West teams <clears throat> because because technically Washington State and, and, and Oregon State control the Pac-12 network. And so Mountain West teams will now have additional television opportunities on the Pac-12 network. Through the Pac-12 network, which is, you know, available to everybody in the Mountain West area. Just makes sense. Hmm. So, kind of a win-win for everybody for the next two years. While they figure out what's next. Yeah. Kind of gives them a little bit of a grace period, I guess. Now that we have talked about factual stuff, and I know I have one more thing, but this ties in. A hypothetical. <laughs> because there is a team, a school, who is out there considering a move in conferences. And that is Michigan. Now, it's all BS. We know that. But, but they're saying it. Someone tweeted today from the at Coach Josh Heifel Twitter account, which is a fake account, but said that officiating in the SEC had gotten so bad that rumors were circulating that Tennessee was considering leaving the Southeastern Conference. And I thought Michigan and Tennessee Pretty good start. to the Pac-2. Why not? I mean, it could be interesting. It could be interesting. That's all I'm saying. Tennessee, Michigan, Oregon State, and Washington State. And then recreate a conference from there. <laughs> Tell me that wouldn't be kind of crazy, but also like, hey, it would be a heck of a basketball and baseball conference. Could you imagine baseball? Oregon State, Tennessee, and Michigan. That's a pretty good baseball conference. Poor Washington yeah, State. Yeah, Washington State's kind of just out there. Yeah. But, but yeah, it was just a hypothetical. And I thought, hmm, wouldn't that be interesting? Things that make you go. <laughs> Hmm, exactly. Um, and finally, the last thing, Big 12 and WWE have come up with a partnership, Mo. Have you seen the partnership? No, no, I haven't. Chris Benini, I believe, has it from The Athletic. And I'm not sure if he has two ends, he does. 
Mm-hmm. Um, well, actually, the, that's three. Well, two in a row. Uh, he, let's see here. It's a championship belt will be presented by a WWE wrestler to the game's MVP. A co-branded WWE Big 12 logo will be on the field, and it looks like this. And <laughs> there will be collaborative merch. Oh, goodness. <laughs> here's the worst. Here's the, here's the bad part, is that Oklahoma will not be involved, and in, you know Jim Ross is no longer with WWE, but boy, that would just be fun. <laughs> Dr. Death Steve Williams played at Oklahoma, as did uh, a couple others, Wahoo, Chief Wahoo McDaniel. Uh, Gerald Briscoe was an Oklahoma State grad. So you got some Big 12 WWE legend ties. Now, I don't know if there are any current, but this may be, and, and I, I said that, it makes perfect sense as the Big 12 championship game will be scripted for Texas to lose. There you go. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm. But, yeah, Big 12, WWE. I, if there's not a wrestling match at halftime, what do we do? You got to have a match at Right. I mean, I guess I just felt like that was a given. Yeah. I, apparently, it's not on the list of things that Benini has. Now, it may be. I don't know. But well, maybe he didn't put it on the list because it's a given. There you go. Yeah. Uh, let's. Yet to opponents yet to be determined. In the WWE, uh, it's got to be a battle royale, right? Oh gosh, that'd be great. The the week le- throughout the week leading up to the championship game, superstars will be prominently featured and integrated. In addition to the championship title belt presentation, superstars will participate in the Big 12 Conference community events, pregame hospitality, and the game's official coin toss. That's where your wrestling match starts at the coin toss. Oh, just <laughs> Every, so you flip the coin real high so everybody looks up, and then you get them right in the gut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Grammy Award-winning artist and hip-hop icon Nelly will perform during the first-ever football championship halftime show. So it will not be a wrestling match. It will be, in fact, Nelly. Until the wrestling match. <laughs> and, then, and then out of nowhere, 50 Cent comes in with an elbow. Oh, man. There's going to be a wrestling match. WWE and football, they, they just they can't, they can't get away from it, can they? They they just they want to be involved really bad. But anyway, that may be my favorite thing that's happening. <laughs> okay. Okay, but hear me out. Nelly concert, football chess pass contest. Pretty easy Nelly concert, right? I mean, who wants to watch the football chess pass contest? Oh, yeah. Nobody. Well, yeah, this is a definite upgrade in terms of halftime. They have got to change the rules of that Dr. Pepper halftime toss to you can only use one hand. They've got to change the rules. Otherwise, it's useless. I just don't watch. I, I stopped watching it when that girl figured it out. <laughs> she was, you know, but 
All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Terry McCormick has your daily Titans report, so stick around Main Street Sports today. It's presented by Mid-Tennessee Bond and Joint. Back to the Lee Company studio in just a moment. This Christmas, Give a Little Nashville needs your help to bring joy to children in need. We'll be hosting toy drives during the holiday season, so please donate toys for kids of all ages. On December 3rd, join us for our Cocktails with Santa red carpet event where you can mingle with other supporters and enjoy festive drinks and food. Together, we can make a difference in our community this holiday season. Visit GiveAlittleNashville.com or find us on Facebook to learn more and register today. He shoots and he scores! Welcome back in Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao, Mo Patton, and time now for Terry McCormick's Top of the Hour Titans Report. What's up, Terry? How are you guys? It is your daily Titans Report, and it's always powered by Zen Sports. Titans aren't through making moves on the offensive line. Uh, after <laughs> we got off the air yesterday, word got out that they brought in a guy from the Carolina Panthers named Calvin Throckmorton. Now, that name's fun to say. It's not really fun to type because it's a lot of letters, but uh, it is fun to say. Uh, he was actually a starter for the Panthers, started seven games this year for them, so a little surprised that he was turned loose and uh, put out on the street. He had previously been with the Saints, probably going to slot in as a backup guard uh, and you know behind Skaronsky and Brunskill, uh, ready to go in. You know, God forbid he play guard and Skaronsky play tackle. God forbid. That, sorry, and we, yes, we got to get off. Yes, I know, I know, I knew, I knew you were though. going there. I knew you were going there. <laughs> and I've been, saying it too. I've been saying it as well, but it certainly looks like they are hesitant to put Peter Skaronsky there <laughs> at the tackle. Uh, <laughs> might be more like it. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, it looks like Dylan Raidens is going to be your left tackle this week. Or Jalen Duncan, who's probably going to be the swing tackle. But, uh, you know, I guess the only thing that I can see for not doing it is that they don't want to mess up Skaronsky, who is, you know, a rookie, and they don't want to put him somewhere where he hasn't played yet this year, even though he played there for three or four years in college. Uh, but I, I'm with you. I think at some point you need to take a look at him there and see what you got because it might solve the left tackle problem. And that way you wouldn't have to spend a first round pick on a left tackle next spring. Exactly. You might be able to go get somebody like say Marvin Harrison jr. It's a lot cheaper to fill a guard position than it is to fill left. tackle. Oh, there's no doubt about it. I mean, your left tackles, you know, are probably the second highest paid guys on a team because they're charged with, protecting the highest paid guy on the team, which is your quarterback generally. So to me, you know, they keep 
moving pieces around and adding here and there, but they continually resist the one move that I think everybody wants to see, which is sliding Skoronsky out to left tackle just to see what he is. To the degree that anybody's paying attention is, to the offensive line anyway. Is that the reason? And because, and, I mean, we say this so, so often, you know, players play because they were drafted and, you know, GMs don't want to be wrong. And so, you know, you, you got to play the guy or whatever. But, you know, are they just being bullheaded about it? Well, I mean, if, we I don't, do this, if we do this and it works, we're going to look like idiots. The social media is going to look like geniuses and they're all going to think that they know everything. And which, hey, by the way, we already know everything on social media. I don't know what you're worried about. I know you know this, but we're everybody on social media is right at all times. Terry, there you go. That is it. I said, surely it's not that they are just that afraid of being not no. of, of being wrong. I mean, it, it's got to be. I mean, there. No, I mean, you're right. There, there evidently has to be something that they either see or don't see in Skaronsky that says, you know, he's not a natural fit at left tackle. Now, I don't know what that is. And I'm, you know, and I'm sure we'll probably never be told what that is. But evidently there has to be something in their thinking that says he's a better fit at guard than he is at tackle. But, uh, you know, they've exhausted all the other possibilities. You know, they've gone through Dillard. They've gone through Petit Ferrer. Now they're on Raidens. Uh, they're really, if Raidens and Jalen Duncan don't pan out, there really aren't other, a, lot of, a lot of options left except just wait till next year. Meanwhile... Wait till next year. That's what we like to hear. Oh, look, scrolling through Twitter as I am wont to do, both Adam Schefter and Cameron Wolf have tweeted in the last 30 seconds, Dolphins have waived wide receiver Robbie Chosen. I don't know who Robbie Chosen is, but there's got to be a joke there. Right? If he doesn't wear number one, he, he, he used to. I think he used to be Robbie. I think he used to be Robbie Anderson, who played for the Jets. He was a pretty good. He was a pretty good receiver when he had that name. Yeah, well, there. I mean, look, and the Titans could use some help. And it, the the Dolphins already, the Dolphins already waived a cornerback that they got in return for Noah Igbenogany from the Cowboys. I'm glad you pronounced that instead of me. Well, well I, I've been covering him in high school. Uh, <laughs> Noah is gone. That dude went to the Dolphins and then got cut. So there's a couple of folks that, that, that can't play for Miami that I think can help the Titans right now. If a guy who played for Carolina can help us, those two guys can help us. You would think. <laughs> so, you would think. But, oh, hey, man. you know, that, that's why Rand Carthon's getting the big bucks as GM and we're not. There we go. Yeah. Uh, on that, tell us about Zen Sports, Terry. All right. Let's talk about Zen Sports, where you have a chance to make your own big bucks. You've been hearing me talk about Zen Sports, the new sports betting app exclusively in Tennessee the last few months. And I'm excited to share with you some big news. 
Now, when you sign up for a Zen Sports account, you will receive up to $1,000 no danger first wager. That's right. When you place your first bet in Zen Sports, you can be reimbursed for the amount of your first bet up to a $1,000 maximum if the bet loses. And there's even more good news. Zen Sports is rolling out its brand new VIP rewards program. This VIP rewards program will allow top tier customers to earn more bonuses, comps, and perks. The VIP program is by invite only. So if you feel your Zen Sports play qualifies for VIP consideration, then check out the program details and apply at zensports.com slash VIP. No other sports book will offer you a premier sports betting experience with 24-7 top-tier customer support and faster withdrawals than Zen Sports. So what are you waiting for? Get going and download their app at zensports.com today. Zen Sports, betting just got better. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-889-9789. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 and older and in Tennessee to bet. Smiles. These are the healthy smiles of real Delta Dental members. Folks with access to the nation's largest network of dentists and low deductible plans with 100% preventive care coverage, all backed by over 65 years of expertise. Go online or give us a call to learn about affordable individual plans that meet your needs. 1-855-844-0445. Since 1975, Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint Clinic has treated the orthopedic needs of Middle Tennessee residents. The trained physicians provide surgical options and minimally invasive options to treat all orthopedic needs. The walk-in clinic, OrthoQuick, helps you bypass the ER while treating sports injuries and acute needs Monday through Saturday. Visit MTBJ online at mtbj.net or on social media at Mid-Tennessee Bone Joint Clinic. This is Chris Yao with Main Street Sports Today. Every show, Mo Patton and I welcome friends from all across the sports landscape, from high school coaches and reporters to national, college, and pro sports personalities. You never know who might stop by for a chat. AP Tennessee Sports Editor, three-time Tennessee Sports Writer of the Year 2020 TSWA Hall of Famer. She covers the Titans, the Predators, the Grizzlies, college football, and hoops. Please make welcome, Teresa Walker. Former University of Tennessee, former Team USA Olympian, XI Young Award winner, Ari Dickey. Ari, did I miss anything? Man, that was sweet. <laughs> yeah, I need to listen to that before I go to bed every night. That was nice. Has five sports Emmys. That's not bad for the other guy in Wham. Ryan McGee. <laughs> other guy in Wham married the best looking girl Bananarama, so other guy in Wham had pretty good life. From preps to pros, we're taking on the sports topics you care about. Tune in across Main Street Media social platforms forms at 2 p.m. or on demand on your podcast distribution platform of choice. Welcome back in Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Are you a little loud? I'm a little loud. You're a little loud. All right. We're well, always a little loud. Well, I try because it's... If you ever go back and watch our show, the, the commercials versus us, big difference. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, looking forward to this next segment. We've got a big event coming up here in Columbia as we come to you live from the Lee Company studio here in Columbia. And 
not the first time in this, you know, in, in Middle Tennessee that something like this has taken place. But, you know, one of the things I love about events like this is that once somebody, once one person does it, it kind of gets a little momentum and you never know how far it can reach. And hopefully this begins reaching much, much farther than even Murray County. But it is here now. It's got to start somewhere, right? It's got to start somewhere. Yeah. And, and, you know, we've got Murray County Public Schools Athletics Director Chris Pointer, who is also a Columbia Central graduate, joining us here on Main Street Sports today. And I'm, I know the concept of what's taking place tomorrow night, but I'm going to let Chris introduce it. So, Chris, the floor is yours. What's going on tomorrow night at 630 at Columbia Central? So tomorrow at 630, we are going to be um, paying homage. We're going to be remembering uh, Carver Smith High School in, you know, every imaginable way possible that we can think of to really kind of bring back to life, to reignite, if you will, that history, that passion, that uh, love that this community had for that school. Uh, you know, school opened up around January of 1950. It closed the fall of 1969. So it was only a school that was only open for 19 years. And, you know, the, the buzz that's happening right now throughout social media and other platforms of people just talking about it kind of gives you, kind of reminds you a little bit of folks and how strongly they feel about their, you know, particular college or university. I mean, it puts me in the mind of almost like a homecoming in a sense, the way that people are talking about it. I was at the factory today. I was out at Wing 1-1. I was getting some wings and guy walks in and we're talking and he's like, man, I'm here for Carver Smith night. And I was like, really? And I was like, where are you from? I was like, well, I'm from California. So my dad is, has flown in for the event. We got, you know, for example, Coach Tom Robinson. He's one of the last living coaches along with uh, Ms. Randolph Wyatt, Willie Wyatt's wife. And they'll both be there uh, tomorrow. But uh, Coach Tom Robinson came from Pennsylvania. Um, and, you know, just the, the, the energy is something that I can't even explain. Uh, and then the level of appreciation, the number of calls, text messages, uh, it's just, it's, it's really overwhelming, but uh, as a school district and then Central High School specifically, and this is so important that we're doing this, uh, and, and I'm, I, I just can't put into words really fully uh, the magnitude of tomorrow. I, I really truly believe that it's going to be an emotional, in a good way, night tomorrow. I think you're going to see people laughing and catching up and uh, almost, a, you know, like a reunion in a sense. And then I think you're going to have people literally shedding tears tomorrow. Um, you know, I told some people, you know, that, you know, it's one thing when, you know, you leave home and, you know, you can come back to visit. But, you know, when the doors of Carver Smith closed, I mean, we literally closed history in a sense. Uh, we, we closed access. We closed uh, what what people could go back to a home in a sense, you know, couldn't go back to any more homecomings, couldn't go any back to 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 bring your kids or grandkids and show them records on the wall, and you couldn't show them the hallways you walked down or 
talk about the football games or stuff that you played, and you were able to kind of really uncover all of that, pull pull the veil back, and just have people start talking about it. I mean, people have lost family members, especially, you know, we went through this whole COVID era, and so many people passed away, and a lot of people who attended Carver Smith, who, who were part of that leadership group of Car- Carver Smith had passed, and you just got people now posting on social media their parents and their grandparents and old memorabilia and stuff like that. And so this is this is what this event is about on tomorrow. It's really reigniting that flame, letting them know that they still have a home, they still have a place here with Murray County Public Schools. Um, and we're just going to continue to honor them in the highest way possible uh, and paying respects to them and just celebrating on tomorrow. For those who may not know, Carver Smith was the all-black pre-integration high school here in Columbia. Um, Clark and Mount Pleasant was mm-hmm. the other was the other one here in Murray County. But um, and so tomorrow night against White's Creek, both the boys and girls basketball teams will be wearing throwback uniforms in green and gold to represent the Carver Smith Yellow Jackets. Yeah, and, and that's you know what's, what's kind of funny is when we first started kind of promoting the event. You know, I had some people come up to me and say, you know, how, how are 70 and 80 year olds going to get up and down the floor and play? And I said, no, nah, you'd be missing it. But actually, the athletes themselves, both the girls and the boys basketball team, will be wearing replica jerseys. They said, oh, okay, that makes more sense now. Because, you know, we were trying to come back and see some, you know, especially when school integrated and folks went to Carver Smith Central, you know, you have. You know, that age group of people is still around. We had folks that literally were going to come out and try to see so-and-so get up and down the floor. And I said, nah, no, man, no, man. They ain't going to run it down the They're going to be eating popcorn and sitting in the bleachers is what they're going to be doing. But we're, again, by tomorrow, we'll start out with a uh, reception that will start at 5, honoring all Carver alumni. Uh, the meal will be prepared by the culinary program at Columbia Central. And as they enter into the event center entrance, they will come, it will be like a mini museum of sorts. We've had people uh, loan out <laughs> with strict instructions, memorabilia from Carver Smith. <laughs> I heard about some of those strict instructions yeah. from one person in particular. And we got pictures, we got all kinds of things that is going to fully decorate as much as possible the event center. And then we have uh, that reception, we're, we're decorating the cafeteria. We'll have a slideshow. We'll let former alumni members come and actually speak to the group. And we're just going to fellowship and enjoy each other. It's going to be a homecoming reunion of, of, of sorts for Carver Smith. And, you know, everybody's going to be in green and gold tomorrow from cheerleaders, from administration to volunteers to any and everybody. People that are attending the event, we're telling everybody tomorrow needs to be a sea of green and gold. And we're really just going to amplify, you know, what Carver Smith means to this community. Chris, um, I know that Gallatin and Springfield have done something like this for a pretty good while. Union was the high school, was the all-black high school mm-hmm. in Gallatin, for, for lack of a better phrase. Um, Bransford in Springfield. And so they have played each other on a yearly basis and um, recognized those two schools. Um, Franklin and Centennial mm-hmm. have honored Natchez High School for 
maybe the last five years or so by each of them wearing alternating colors when they play. What has taken it so long? Man, honestly, uh, and just to be perfectly honest, that concept never was on my radar. And I'll tell you where the idea came from, for me, just in first hearing it. Um, you all are aware of him, interviewed him plenty of times and talked to him, but it was Coach Ken Cutler. When Coach Cutler got here, shortly after he got here, and he only had been here probably uh, a couple of months, probably around October or so, mm -hmm. right before the season, and he, he called me and said, hey, I want to talk to you. I want to pick your brain about an idea I have, and I want to know if it will go over okay here. And he, immediately when he told me the idea, I just got excited. And the way my brain works with you know, opportunities and events like that, I just begin to try to take it to the next level and how we can amplify it. And so, you know, I told him, I said, you know, look, it's probably too late now, the season's about to start, but we definitely look at doing something next year. And for whatever reason, that kind of thought was in the atmosphere. Uh, uh, Pastor Trent Overby uh, mentioned something to me. Uh, Orlando Cox uh, was talking about it a little bit. So it was like pockets. So the timing of it was really, really good uh, for this all to kind of come together. And, and I do agree, like, actually what took so long. And I, I think part of it is, you know, uh, folks didn't even know it was possible. It just kind of closed the door on that chapter, if you will. But now really bringing it to the forefront, it's people so energized and excited. Uh, I mean, you go to fly from California, that just tells you how much Carver Smith really means uh, to this community and to everybody. I mean, these folks have not gotten together since COVID. Um, a lot of them are older. They used to have reunions. And you go, when you used to go to a Carver Smith reunion, because they used to have them to do a W home, the dinner portion, it's 300, pe 300 plus people in this room celebrating Carver Smith. And that kind of abruptly stopped with COVID. And there has not been anything to kind of really jumpstart that. And this is, this is going to help do that. It's exciting. Who are some of the, the community partners who are helping put this on? Because you, you got to get jerseys, you got to get, you got to pay for for some stuff, you know. And, and so, who, who's helping do this? So, so Columbia Peace and Justice is a is the feature sponsor. Uh, the school is doing some things, and as a district, we're supporting that 100. <clears throat> percent And Columbia Peace and Justice came out and wanted to be the the sponsor for the event, and as a sponsor for the event. Uh, to carry the jerseys and some of the promotional materials and some of those things like that. And so it's part of the mission of, of Columbia Peace and Justice. Uh, it aligned with it, and they were able to, to step in and help make sure this was a reality. I'm a big jersey fanatic, so are, are these going to be very similar to what you would have seen back in, this, you know, in, in the 50s, 60s, 70s uh, as far as style? Unfortunately, no. I mean, it's it is a it's it's a boilerplate kind of print mm -hmm. with the dark green and gold trim with the Carver Smith across the front. Now, the thing about Carver Smith is that they dressed and was in style. Like mm -hmm. some of the basketball uniforms were so like over the top and creative, and the design and the intricacies and hand woven and stitch and all of that. And I would have loved to. Pull it off something like that because we did try to create 
like a, a replica button-up shooting shirt that we saw, and we could not match color patterns or they didn't sell it in that mm -hmm. color. So we went with a went down to Johnson Line, got a nice pro look, judging gotcha. something that's very movable for the kids and, and to move around in and sure. use. And I mean, in those kids with that jersey on it, the, the mindset shifted a little bit from the with the importance of putting that jersey. So I'm asking this because it sets up a question. Is this a one-time thing, or is this something that you all expect to do on a yearly basis to continue to honor the legacy of Carver Smith High School? Yeah, this is something that will definitely be ongoing uh, on a yearly basis. The hope is to include other sports that were prominent at Carver Smith football, um, as well as potentially baseball as well, to be able to honor Carver Smith all year long in different sporting arenas and settings so that individuals have an opportunity to come back home. Now, programmatically, um, you know, do we do the big thing, you know, just during basketball or do we do it during football? That's a lot of different conversations there. And, and the hope is, again, talking about uh, Clark and Mount Pleasant, that there's some sort of way to be able to incorporate everybody into that dynamic and conversation. Uh, and, I, and I'm hopeful that we can get to that uh, uh, place for, for all of us to kind of, and it may be some sort of double header, it could be some sort of Saturday contest, the teams aren't necessarily playing together but the teams are playing other teams in those replica uniforms, what have you. But, yeah, the, the goal is to continue to press this forward. And I think with the momentum and energy that has been seen because of this and it amplifying to another level, then, yeah, this will definitely be something that we continue. So so then the kids aren't going to get to keep these unis in, huh? No. I've actually had people call and say, hey, can, where can I buy a jersey? Uh, I want to put one up. It was actually the guy in a restaurant said, "Hey, I want to put it up in my restaurant." I just have it, just you know, just to, as a as a talking point or just as history on my wall. Um, I do understand that T-shirts will be sold at the game. Yes, sir. So there are a lot of people selling T-shirts uh, throughout social media. Central High School has been inundated with phone calls. I went by there today earlier. The phone was ringing with people just calling about t-shirts alone. But yeah, there will be t-shirts there tomorrow. Columbia Peace and Justice will be selling t-shirts. T-shirts are twenty dollars that they'll be selling them for. Uh, Central High School actually made up some shirts that they're giving the students and staff and all that stuff. So there'll be plenty of shirts to go around. Uh, get there a little early. You go to the bathroom and change clothes. And, you know, being your green and gold. You know, so. You can get it in advance. And then actually some of them are for sale right now in Needle and Grain, a local store here. Uh, Bryson Leach, who designed the shirt, he has a storefront called Needle and Grain. And uh, you can go down there and buy a shirt. It's right over there on Garden, right? Yep. Go down there and shirt. Yep. Um, if this is going to be a yearly thing, as sports editor of Main Street Murray, I'd like to make a request. <laughs> And they, as someone who covers sports in general, I mean, but particularly in this instance, yeah. could we not do this on a Friday night that conflicts with the state football playoffs? Because <laughs> <laughs> so, just in case, because you know, who knows? Yeah, so, so story about was trying to get the right game, all right, on the schedule for this game. If you understand what I'm saying, so. The schedule was already complete, and so this is the game that made the most sense. 
for Carver Smith this night. So we did have a lot of conversations about the timing and when and how. And this was just the only one that made sense. We are already having conversations about what it looks like going forward and next think, year. Think, think Black History Month. Yeah, but that's kind of cliche, you know what I mean? Well, like, uh, and what cliches I mean, are cliches for a reason. <laughs> I get it. I get How many it. times have I said that? But it's 365. You know? So, okay, sure. To, to not to just pigeonhole it into one month because that's the month. Um, I think it's very unique to do it in the time frame. But obviously, not in your case, obviously. Well, no, 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 not just in my case. If Columbia Central wins two ball games in their case. And that's very true, very true. But again, like I said, at the time of pulling this off, this wasn't, I mean, we did have a short window on play. And, and so for us, it was, you know, trying to get it the right game, the right fit. So that makes sense. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, Chris Pointer, uh, athletics director, among other titles. At Murray County Public Schools. Yeah, we appreciate you taking some time with us, man. We look forward to, to Friday night. It's going to be a lot of fun if you get a chance to get out to uh, Columbia Central High School. Make sure to do so, uh, but you better get the, be kind of like Oakland Riverdale. Better get there early because I, I don't early. think there's going to be a whole lot of seats available. So yeah, one guy, one guy company about twenty five tickets. Yeah, like just twenty five after a while. So I was like, this well, is. Insane. He's only bringing 15, though, so he has plenty of elbow room. <laughs> yeah, but I, to, to, to the listening audience, the viewing audience, I anticipate a sold-out crowd, a near-sold-out crowd. I mean, we were over 100 alumni members having reserved around on Wednesday. And so I called back today, and she's like, I just can't give you a count. The phone hasn't stopped ringing for people calling and trying to to come on through. Like, there's, there's one whole class that I only have like two people from, like, class in 1962. And so people were calling them and saying, hey, do you realize that this is going on? So I'm sure there's a lot of them who are calling and saying, yeah, yeah I got it. How many people aren't on social media or whatever to, to know that it's happening? So, right. Yeah, because especially their age. Word of mouth is important. Mm -hmm. So, and once they get that word of mouth, it's like, oh, crap. Make a phone call. Is there some kind of way to purchase tickets online or anything like that that you want to let yeah, people know about? I don't know the actual URL code, but you can go to GoFans. GoFans. Put in Columbia Central High School. Okay. And then you can pull up tickets from there, and it will, it will take you exactly to uh, get tickets. Now, if you are a Carver Smith alumni member, you do not have to pay. Um, your entry is covered. You just need to call Renee Sharp and get your name on the list. What is Renee's number? Uh, 381-2222. So That's area code 931 381 and ask for Renee Sharp. Mm -hmm. If you are a Carver Smith alumnus, they will get you into the building. Yep, there you go. Now, whether you have a seat once you get in the building <laughs> is anybody's guess. But um, Chris Pointer, Athletics Director at Murray County Public Schools, joining us here on Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Appreciate you taking some time. I know you got a lot going on, and uh, we're going to let you get gone. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you guys, and I appreciate the flexibility in coming into the studio. I, I, I like the studio feel a little bit better than well, computers. Oh, yeah. as, 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 as you can see, it's not easy, but yeah, we but, made it work for you. Yeah. Hey, look, I do appreciate it, uh, you know, and I like being behind the scenes a little bit, though. <laughs>
what it actually looks like. Okay, uh, you, you get a little taste of the, seeing, seeing how the sausage is made. Yeah, huh? There you go. There we you appreciate go. it. We look forward to tomorrow night. Again, Columbia Central High School honoring Carver Smith High School. That's Chris Pointer. We'll be right back on Main Street Sports Step. Jenna by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint with high school football. Pick them. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Custom Stone Handler supplies over 600 distributors and suppliers with quality stone products. Along with River Stone, we produce and distribute over 100 building, landscape, and other bulk products. Our goal is to provide quality products, service, and partnerships to ensure our customers' success. We firmly believe that the measure of any person or company is how they treat other people and customers. Give them a call at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Mockingbird Title and Escrow is an attorney-owned and operated full-service title company in Middle Tennessee. We get your deals closed without worry and fuss. We're a family business that offers the highest level of expertise in our industry when it comes to closing and funding your real estate transactions. And it's it's a job I really love. Uh, I'm passionate about this. I'm enthusiastic about this. I like to think we're pretty well-rounded and can deal with a wide range of, of needs and a wide range of clients. Call 615-274-8698 today. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. Piggly Wiggly, located in Neely's Mill Shopping Center, is Columbia's locally owned and operated cost plus 10 grocery store dedicated to serving the community with low prices and smiling faces. Piggly Wiggly offers fresh, hand-cut meats daily as well as daily hot plate lunches from their deli counter. You're certain to see smiling faces and a helping hand when you're here at Piggly Wiggly. Come by and check out our fresh produce, high-quality meats, and more. Down home, down the street, we'll see you at the Pig. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service, and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Chris Yao, Maurice Patton. Time now for our staff-wide football picks on MainStreetPreps.com, and Mo and I will give you ours. Can't put it off any longer. Can't put it off, buddy. This is listen. I'm I'm at the bottom of the list, so I figured. And and your your picks picks this week reflect reflect that. 
reflect desperation. They do, in fact. <laughs> so don't look for me for mm. to, for any uh, for for any Guidance. insight or reasoning behind my mm. picks. I'm gonna mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what I think about the game, and then I'll give you the pick. I get the, Go big or go home. Sometimes, huh, yeah. Sometimes you just gotta, you know, you, you gotta throw up a hail mary, and this is my hail mary. So. There we go. Anyway, let's talk about. Let's, let's go to let's go to UCR country. Where's mm -hmm. Noah McKay? Where, yeah, you probably should have called him. Should have just called home. him and said, "Hey, what do you think? What do you think?" But uh, <laughs> Upper Cumberland area is Upperman hosting Macon County. I've been to Macon County. Have you? That first year I was here when Dante oh, and they right. went up there. When Dante took care. Yeah, and then String Hill went up there and won. That was that was crazy. But uh, yeah, I've been to Macon County, and so uh, they get go on the road to take on Upperman. Should be a really good football game. Is this a this a region matchup? Mm -hmm. Okay, thoughts. Yeah. Uh, tough, tough region. Up there, probably one of the toughest in. Yeah, those two and DeKalb yeah. are all in this all in the same region. That's that, that's rough, but uh, yeah, I think this is going to be obviously pretty one sided on the pick'em and probably not wrong. But it's the quarterfinals, <laughs> and you never Can't know hold anything back. You never right? know what's going to happen. So Upperman is twelve and zero. They are. Including a 14-7 win in Lafayette back in week three. See, I mean, it's not crazy to think. It wasn't like it was a blowout. It's not crazy to think Macon County might. It, you know. it actually is the closest game Overman played this year. There you go. So, And when was that? Week three. Okay. So, I mean, who knows? Both teams probably improved, you know, somewhat throughout mm -hmm. the year. I'm going Macon County because everyone else went up. <laughs> Including. <laughs> Including. But I think it's going to be a good football game. I, I, you know, I, well, I again, it was 14-7 when they played last. I will be paying attention, yeah, say, say the least. Uh, and, and you can probably see it on UCR, on Upper Cumberland Reporters' Facebook page, because up there's yeah. not an NFHS school. So, well, unless Macon County is and they're bringing their crew. I don't know if that's the case, but... If you've not read it, you probably should read Chris's article from. Is it in this in week's paper? this week's paper? It was. Yes. It went online last Friday. That's yeah. About TS TWSAA broadcast restrictions or guidelines. Yeah. yeah. Rules, etc. One person's guideline is another's restriction, right? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't see any schedule from UCR off off here, so because it just says it just has their their daily schedule. So we'll see. You can go find Noah McKay; he'll let you know. Um, next game is East Robertson at Smith County, and East Robertson went on the road last week to Jasper, got a big win. They'll need another great performance if they're going to get a win over Smith County. Yeah, uh, Smith County. This is another region matchup. Smith County won that region. Um, East Robertson was second. Um, 
And I think East Robertson got a lot of folks' attention with that win at Marion County because this time of year, it's hard to going, go over there. <laughs> going to Jasper and getting a victory does not happen a lot. So hats off and much respect to the Indians going on the road and winning two weeks in a row. Sounds to me like quite the challenge. Um, well, the Smith County team has lost two games this year. East Robertson has lost. Well, and to whom was that loss? That East Robertson's one loss was to Smith County, fourteen-seven, in Cross Plains. Yes, in Cross Plains, Meanwhile, on television, but it was fourteen-seven. It was fourteen-seven. Meanwhile, again, Smith County's two losses at Macon County, six-three in overtime. That's a football classic, right there. Jeez. And to Upperman, fourteen nothing. Smith County again. Football up there is. It's at an all-time high. I don't think you've seen this many teams up on the plateau be good at the same time like yeah. this, and certainly not in a while. And has been well. It kind of has been that way for the last three or four years. Mm-hmm. And and just this this run the plateau has been a lot of as as yielded a lot of great football teams and games and i think no different on friday night will this game be yeah smith county warmed up for this one by defeating fedville i'm sorry fedville 45 to 12 after after downing forest 40 to 14 in round one these guys are on a roll they Um, are in fact give me the outs same actually so it, it was a it was a split. It is among yeah. So I just kind of went with my gut yeah. on that one. Yeah, it, it really is a split. Four and five. Yeah, it was it was four and four when when you picked. <laughs> picked. So I had to I had to break that. So you passed the deciding vote. Huh? I did, in fact. Okay. Um, Marshall County at Pearl Cone, another region matchup, another one-two matchup, another matchup of teams that didn't lose. Very often, but did lose to, or one team that did lose to the, to other. the other. Yes, yeah. Um, Pearl Cone, all they are is the number one team in the Main Street Preps top 25 and have been for a good portion of the season. For good reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Marshall County is a really good football team, and Pearl Cone put it on them in week. 11. 42-17. And so I got a feeling that uh, it's a catfish. Catfish is going to have a good time on Friday. Oh, oh, let me just Either way. way. Catfish always going to have a He ain't never going to have a bad time. No, no. But, um, yeah, this um, – it's kind of unfortunate because Marshall County, like you said, Marshall County has been pretty good for a pretty good while, but they've been in the same region with – Pearl Cone. Yeah. Pearl Cone's been better. State championship appearances two years in a row? They didn't go last year, did I don't know if they went last year. They did not go. They did go two years ago. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, this is going to be a good one. Everybody's got Pearl Cone for good reason. I do not. Give me Thomas Osteen and the T-Grays. Thomas Osteen, who will be coaching... And Gerald the East 
That's right. team in the East-West All-Star game on the Friday night, I guess it's December 8th, up at Fortera Stadium. So, yeah, those rosters have been announced. We probably need to mention those at some point. We should. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Williamson County Centennial at Page. And we'll talk more about this one in our Main Street Murray School Football Show later this evening. <laughs> that we are going to do right after this show, even though we've already done it once. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm, mm, mm. That being said, <laughs> Centennial comes in, having lost to Page earlier in the season. 24-12. But, again, really good football game. Don't expect Centennial to be held to 12 points this time. I wouldn't think so, but I think – Page does find a way to hold them down. I think they're. I think Page defensively has just been really, really good, um, and their schedule kind of bears that out because they went through a stretch of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight. Well, <laughs> since losing to Independence in Week Two, they've not allowed more than seventeen points, and that was in Week Three against Franklin. Yeah, since that time, they've allowed double digits just three times, but it hasn't been in the last three games. Of course, they've... Three of the last four. Oh, that's right. Because they beat Oklahoma 37-7 last week. I had to scroll, scroll that far down. <laughs> Didn't scroll to the bottom. That's <laughs> But, yeah, this is, I mean, this is a defensive... This is a team that has a great defense and a really good offense to pair with it. Because mm -hmm. that's the thing. That helps your defense so much when your offense is out there not going three and out. Hello. You've got time to re recuperate. You've got time to, to, to make adjustments. You've got time, which is a lot of help. Yeah. And I, I agree with you that I don't think Centennial's defense is good, but I do think their offense with Tanner Lee is going to be really good. So give me the Cougars. I'm taking the Patriots, but – Anybody in Williamson County that knows me knows what my heart is. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that five? I believe it is. It is. Let's uh, one, two, three. No, this four. That's four? Nashville Christian at Friendship Christian. Uh, this is the one game that I did not go against the grain because I feel like it's it's almost a foregone conclusion. I hate to say that, you know, for Jeff Brothers, great Great guy, great coach, and they got a great quarterback, but Friendship Christian is just really, really good. They're really, really good. Now, like you said, I think their quarterback, I think Nashville Christian's quarterback, the sophomore Jared Curtis, gives them a chance, but Friendship is really good. I've got the commanders. Yeah, me too. All right, now we'll take that break. We'll come back. We'll pick five more right after this on Main Street Sports Day. Presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stick around. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. 
Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50 plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731 and schedule your tour today. Mockingbird Title and Escrow is an attorney-owned and operated full-service title company in Middle Tennessee. We get your deals closed without worry and fuss. We're a family business that offers the highest level of expertise in our industry when it comes to closing and funding your real estate transactions. And it's it's a job I really love. Uh, I'm passionate about this. I'm enthusiastic about this. I like to think we're pretty well-rounded and can deal with a wide range of, of needs and a wide range of clients. Call 615-274-8698 today. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service, and our ortho-quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome again, Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao, Maurice Patton. One segment left here on Preps Thursday. If you missed any part of the show, make sure you can go back and watch it on YouTube, Facebook, uh, Twitter, or Twitch, or, of course, on the Main Street Media app on demand. You can you can even listen going down the road if you want to. If you want to pull that app up, you can listen to it uh, on your way home. Of course, we know that we're in, the, we're in a time slot that's not – perfect for a lot of folks but you do have the ability to stick in the ear you know stick in the earbuds or connect to that bluetooth in your phone or in your car and listen on your commute to the house but even if you don't listen live you can listen when you want to anytime anytime because we're here for you that's right on the main street media tv app again on your android or uh, apple device as well as your roku fire stick or apple tv device as well. Five more games. Let's start with Liberty Creek. Man, what a year mm-hmm. for the Wolves. What is this, their second year? Their second year mm-hmm. as a as a school. And they'll travel to East Nashville and play on that brand new turf over there. This is what, the second time that East Nashville's played on the turf? I think they played all the playoff games at home. They probably play more playoff games on the turf than they did That's, during the regular season. Two plus one, so this this would be their fourth game, I guess. But anyway, the Eagles at home against the Wolves. The Eagles defeated the Wolves 27-13 back in week at Liberty Creek. So that was right before they lost their only two games, back-to-back at, at Franklin Road Academy and at Smyrna. East Nashville has since won their last four games, uh, last five games, excuse me, giving up 27 total points in those five games. Yeah, you know, and this is a, this is a really 
solid Eagles team with a, another first year coach who, you know, took over a program that had been to the state finals back to back years mm -hmm. and looking for another chance uh, looking for another trip to Chattanooga. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and hoping that Giles County can help them avoid Alcoa. <laughs> That's what they're praying for. Everybody wants to avoid Alcoa. Understandably so. No doubt. Give me Liberty Creek though. In the ups. Or, or, or did you do? <laughs> yes. Oh man. I'm going to ride with Damian Harris and the East Eagles. Justin Geisinger will take his Panthers of Franklin Road Academy to Cross Presbyterian and the county line of Williamson and Davidson County. Pretty sure the county line runs through the middle of the football field. Uh, so, so it'll be interesting to see as, as Ingle Martin's Lions at Cross Presbyterian host FRA. And this, again, I think this is going to be another really sneaky good football game. This is another rematch. Go figure. Yeah. Um, CPA won at home 24-7 in week 10. Um, Ty Clark is a Mr. Football semifinalist for the Panthers, and he's dynamic. Dynamic. Yeah. It's a word we use a lot, but, but it, fits. It, it fits. I've got the Panthers. You, like everyone else, <laughs> group think. Yeah. Uh, well, we, it's, I think it's group thing for a reason, though. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Middle Tennessee Christian and Columbia Academy, another 4-4 tie before I made my pick. Oh, go ahead. I just want to mention, since I mentioned Ty Clark as a Mr. Football semifinalist, CPA's Cruz Law is as well. Yeah, not surprised. Yeah. Anybody who's seen him play here mm -hmm. is not surprised. Uh, Middle Tennessee Christian is at Columbia Academy. Speaking of Mr. Football semifinalist, Eli Wilson for Middle Tennessee Christian and Monte Baldwin for Columbia Academy. Two great running backs. This is going to be another fantastic football game. And again, like I said, it was a 4-4 tie before I made my pick, so I had to make a pick. And I did. And mm -hmm. we'll talk more in depth about this one also on the Main Street Murray High School Football Preview Show at 6 o'clock tonight. We fresh, fresh out the box. Fresh out the box, it will be, yes, no doubt. I, as do you, mm -hmm. have picked the Bulldogs, the homestanding Bulldogs. We have picked the homestanding Bulldogs, despite the fact that Middle Tennessee Christian came to Columbia and won 33-31 in triple overtime in week one. Um, obviously, both those teams have gotten better since then. The difference to me is, well, there are a lot of differences, but one of them is Columbia Academy throws the ball so well in addition to what Monte Baldwin brings to the table. And much like better than week one where, you know, Connor Rawson was coming back off injury. Did, did throw for two touchdowns, also threw two picks. Don't think he's going to make. That's funny because he threw two picks in that game. And then two and he's thrown two cents. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Battle of the Woods. Talk about this one on the Main Street Murray High School uh, High School Football Preview Show as well. Ravenwood, Brentwood. It's all about the woods in Williamson County. Well, yeah. Um, Ravenwood comes into this one nine and three after their win last week at Smyrna. Pretty decisive, thirty-eight nine. 
You saw Smyrna the week before. Were you surprised at that? And Thomas Jones going out in the first quarter against Independence made a big difference. I think Ravenwood had the ability to prepare for their backup running back, which is a little different style mm-hmm. of runner. And I think that helped Will Hester. Will Hester's a great coach. He's going to make adjustments, and I think he's going to make adjustments in this one as well. This is going to be a really good football game one way or the other. Getting a lot closer, probably a one-score game. Give me the Raptors. Ravenwood's certainly been tested, as I was going to say. They're 9-3. and three. Their three losses are to Alcoa, Oakland, and Brentwood. The latter 17-0 in the final week of the regular season. Um, Baylor Hayes is a handful. Has been all year for the Bruins. As you saw last weekend in Brentwood's win over Summit, Clayton Merrill is a handful. Golly. Every time you need a play, he, he, he's there to make it. Every time. And find uh, number four. That's it. That's the game plan. Find number four. And if Baylor Hayes finds him more often than the Ravenwood defense does. That's a problem. Yeah. And I think it will be. I think this is a close ball game. I think Brentwood pulls it out. Finally, Battle of the Borough, Crosstown Rivals, Oakland, Riverdale. This is as old school as it gets. This is pretty old school. So here we go. Game of the week, Main Street Preps, Oakland at Riverdale. For the first time since 2011, will the Warriors host a quarterfinal game? It's going to be an electric atmosphere. It's going to be a Patriot victory. Sorry, Matt's kid, but I'm going with our guest, Will Kreisky, baby. Only because he came on this show, and we know what happens when you come on this show. Good things do tend to happen. Good when things you come tend on this to show. happen. Ask Clint Finch. Here we go. The run ends for both Marable last week. And Oakland this week. And Oakland this week. Oh. Appointment for, for the first time since 2013. We will not have Oakland Marable in on Thanksgiving weekend. And it's mm. going to be a completely different set of teams. Mm. Riverdale, Bradley Central for Chattanooga mm. on the line. Let's go. All right, we're going to get out of here today. Tomorrow we have Jerry Paul is going to join us and talk college football playoffs and maybe some hoops-ish. I don't know how we can uh, have Jerry Paul and not talk right. hoops. But yeah. And then also we have – do we have anybody else tomorrow yet? Not yet. Okay, well, we'll get somebody else as well. But we will have college football College picks. football picks and much, much more. Jim Harbaugh, some news from, about him. Talk a little bit about that. You'll probably know about it by the time you see it. You probably already have, yeah. But uh, anyway, we'll see you guys tomorrow at 2 o'clock right here on Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. See you then. 